0: Welcome in to the First and Goal Show. I'm Scott Ayers alongside John Schmidt, and we have quite the show for you today. But, John, one thing is for certain, New England still owns the AFC East.
1: Yeah, they do. Uh, I expected more from the Dolphins coming into that game, being 3-0, and uh, I was hoping that there would finally be some competition the Patriots but it was clear to see that the Patriots still uh still own that own that division
0: yeah I mean it wasn't it wasn't close Uh, there was a point where it was uh 31 to nothing and New England had complete control throughout even Brock Osweiler made an appearance but he went four or five for 35 yards and a touchdown um so if you want to try to find a bright spot which there really isn't one for the Miami Dolphins. It's that, but that this huge thirty-eight to seven win, New England, New England, back on their feet, and this is why, if you are the media, a New England fan, or people who even dislike the Patriots, you can't jump the gun this early in the season, especially on Bill Belichick and Tom Brady.
1: Yeah, and uh, the, from the Patriots' standpoint, it was good to see uh, the team as a whole look better. Uh, it seemed like. Through the first three three weeks, uh, Tom Brady they were re- relying too much on Tom Brady, and with him now being forty one years old, I think um, they need to develop a game plan that'll take some of the pressure off his shoulders. I mean, he didn't have that fantastic of a game, not even three hundred yards passing, uh, three touchdowns and two interceptions, uh, but they still won thirty eight to seven. Their defense got it done for them, uh shut down Ryan Tannehill and. Some of their running backs, I mean, uh, Sony Michelle went over 100 yards. James White had a couple nice carries and a touchdown. So it was good for them to see. Uh, it was good to see they had more guys that, that stepped up and uh, got plays done. Um, Rob Gronkowski got hurt early, left the game, but it didn't seem to affect their offense too much. Um, and they're finally rotating in Josh Gordon, who they traded for a couple weeks ago, who's been battling a hamstring injury. So if they can get those those pieces healthy and and together together and uh, these guys can start making plays, I think I think they'll be fine.
0: I, I think so too, and they are still a threat. And I think some of the top teams in the AFC kind of had that sigh of a bit of a disappointment to see that. A team like the Patriots still has that power at the top. Well, there's also these other teams, as as I mentioned, at the top of the AFC: Jacksonville Jaguars getting it done against the New York Jets. Really, kind of were composed throughout the day. Um, but more importantly, how about the Tennessee Titans against the Philadelphia Eagles and Marcus Mariota with the touchdown pass in overtime to seal the deal for the Titans?
1: Yeah, I think. I think that was the best that I've ever seen Marcus Mariota look. Um, He he looked like a legitimate quarterback against the the reigning Super Bowl champions. And the Eagles still have a good defense, a a really good defense. And uh, so if you're a Titans fan, I I think you should be excited that Marcus Mariota finally uh, looked like a solid quarterback. He threw for 344 yards and a couple touchdowns. And, of course, that game-winning drive at the end where he converted three fourth downs, I believe. Um, and then they had that game-winning touchdown on on fourth down to, mm-hmm. to of course win the game. So he looked good, and uh, I, I don't I don't know if they're uh, a legitimate threat yet. I, th- I think it's too early to tell. But it's hard uh, to
0: tell, but they beat Jacksonville yeah. last week. They beat Philadelphia this week, um, and they still have some some key injuries right now. Um, I think one of the hard parts is. Derrick Henry really struggling to get things going. Eight carries for 24 yards. That could be one of those areas of concern. Can the ground game uh, be good enough for this team to be a threat? But certainly the defense is there. And if Mariota can play like he did against the Eagles, this team could be a threat to make a run in the AFC.
1: Yeah, and uh, it, it they're going to be a uh, there's going to be some competition in, in their division uh, in the AFC South with with the Jaguars and. Uh, I think it'll be a battle that'll come down to, to the end of the season. The Titans already beat them once, so they have that, that uh, advantage on them. They'll play uh, one more time, of course. But I think there's going to be some serious competition in that division, and I think it could go either way um, if the Titans keep playing like this. Um, but I still see Jacksonville coming out on top. I think they're the, they're the better team. But, uh, yeah, it's fun to see some competition in that division. That's, that's been so bad for so many years.
0: Mm-hmm. And on the other side of things, the Philadelphia Eagles—they've lost two of three, um, and really squeaked one out against the against the Colts. Is it? Is there any reason to have doubt or worries if you are a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles?
1: Uh, I don't think so. I mean, Carson Wentz. This is a second game back. Um, he played he, well. He played well. Um, I, I think you need to give that time that team time to click, though. Um, just getting your starting quarterback out back and then just throwing him in there. I don't think things are going to click right away. Um, Jai Jai hasn't had the best start to the season. Yeah, this was probably his best game so far with with 70 yards. But um, yeah, they, they need to. I think just get their run game going. Um, the defense did give up 26 points to the Titans, but yeah, like we like we said, the Titans have looked good. Um, also, this is Alshon Jeffrey's first game back and. He immediately made an impact with over 100 yards. Um, I, I think they'll start to click, and I, I think they'll still turn things around and, and win a lot of football games.
0: Right, and staying in the NFC in a game between the Bears and the Buccaneers, I think there were two stories there. One, the Bears are scary. I don't think Mitchell Trubisky is going to play like that every week. Six touchdown passes, absolutely torching Tampa Bay in a 48-10 to 10 victory. Um for the for the Bears, uh, that defense is scary. Khalil Mack is on his way to being a defensive player of the year.
1: Yeah, and I mean he's had a strip sack in every single game, which which is just crazy to think about. Of course, the Oakland Raiders traded him away, and he has more sacks on the season than the entire Oakland Raiders defensive line combined. Um, so it, I think the I think it's finally showing that the Raiders made a mistake there because he's made an immediate impact on the on that Bears defense. Um, and, of course, yeah, uh, Mitchell Trubisky, it, uh, this was his best game of his career. Yeah, uh, 350 yards, six touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, the offense looked unstoppable. Um, on the other side of things, Fitzmagic is over. That's That was um, going to be
0: my second point. Yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick, he does it. When he was with, uh, man, was it the Jets for a while? And yeah. so the Browns said, yeah, we want you to be our starter. And then he couldn't start in Cleveland. He couldn't win the job against, I think it was Cody Kessler or Deshaun Kaiser. Like he couldn't win the job against bad quarterbacks because Fitzpatrick will give you two really good games. He's he's gonna perform very well in a couple of games. He did it in Buffalo too. And then he just falls out. He's a great backup to have. You're like, all right, we'll just yeah, we'll throw on Fitzpatrick, I guess, but. You can't rely on him, and I think it is very wise to have Jameis be the starter in this upcoming week because Fitzmagic is is dead.
1: Yeah, and, and I agree. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick's on that one-year contract, and Jameis Winston is their, their franchise guy that they drafted a few years ago that they they wanna, want to stay in, in Tampa Bay for, for upcoming years. And, and like you said, he's a good backup to have um, because he can come in for two or three games. And give you good performances and, and get some wins while your your starting quarterback is out. But beyond that, I, I don't think he's a legitimate starter. And I think that's why teams are so hesitant to pay him and give him a, a long-term contract.
0: Yeah, I agree. And so four weeks done and uh, we're going to cover just a few more games. And also, uh, I think it's interesting to see John, first, before we go to kind of the Monday night game that I think we were both watching and uh, was really a thriller in Denver between the Chiefs and the Broncos. And uh, I think the Broncos found some recipes to maybe make things a little bit tougher for Mahomes. Um, but before that, John, are there, is there a team that is done? Four weeks in. I know. I know teams can turn it around. But is there a team on your mind that you say there's not a chance?
1: Uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Um, uh, throw in four, uh lost this week, uh, by just a field goal to the Seahawks, but Seattle's not a very uh, good football team this year. Um it, that that was the biggest surprise to me, I think, too. Um, getting David Johnson back who two years ago put up a thousand yards rushing and receiving. Um yeah, and it just seems like he can't get anything going this year, mainly because the, the Cardinals' offense is just so bad in general. Yeah. I mean, Sam Bradford was atrocious for the first uh, two and a half games.
0: And Rosen and wasn't bad.
1: Rosen wasn't bad. I think it's just early, so early in his career, it's it's tough to just throw a rookie in there and expect him to perform, especially coming into an off, an offense that was that bad. No, I um, agree. But, yeah, I think, I think their season's over.
0: I think so, too, and I'll uh... – I'll stick in the NFC. The New York football giants are, they are bad. I know they have one win. They don't have an offense. Uh, Eli Manning against the Saints, who really don't have that great of a defense, who gave up, what was it, 31 points the week before to the, the Falcons. I mean, Eli throws for 255 yards, they have sixty five yards on the ground, and saquon can only manage forty four yards on ten carries. The Giants don't have an offense, and if you don't have an offense, you better have the best defense in the n f l and they don't they do they do not have that um and I think that the Giants are gonna have another high draft pick in this upcoming draft because they just don't have the personnel
1: and do you th- let's say they get um a top top five or top ten draft pick do you think they go after a quarterback?
0: Yeah, I do. I think I think Eli's time is coming to an end, and I know he's classic for the Giants. I know it seems like he has been there forever, which he has. But at some point, you have to hang up the cleats and realize that, uh, you know, you're just not necessarily in the same shape you were 10 years ago. And to be fair, in Eli's defense— I don't think he's a bad quarterback anymore. I think that the offensive line in New York could rival that in Buffalo. The pass protection is bad. No holes are created for Saquon Barkley, so of course he's going to have to make everything on his own.
1: Yeah, and I think they've got some talent around, talent around him. uh I the re- re- Receiving position and now the rushing position um, with Saquon Barkley. It, obtaining saquon barkley this this past uh nfl draft but uh, yeah i mean their line is just terrible um eli manning gets no protection and i mean saquon barkley only had 10 carries and i think that kind of speaks volumes because i mean Easy a they were course. down the whole game and yeah. and and b they he just they can't get anything going so i mean yeah but they have odell beckham of course at, at receiver and sterling Shepard who are who are good targets um but yeah that line i think they need to to focus on that as well.
0: And Eli will probably give him, what,
1: two more years at most? Yeah. I could see him going to another team as well. Right. After this is all said and done.
0: I, you know, and do something that his brother Peyton did. Now, Eli and Peyton are on two completely different levels. Eli is a B-tier quarterback. He's won two Super Bowls. He can get the job done. But he's not great. You know, he is he's gonna make some really nice passes, but he makes a lot of mistakes. And his brother Peyton will finish as a top five quarterback of all time.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, I agree with that. Um Peyton's obviously on a on another level of um than Eli. Um it just seems like Eli he did he does have those two Super Bowls, but it just seems like throughout his career he's made so many mistakes, so many interceptions, so many fumbles. And I mean yeah, I mean, but you didn't really see that with Peyton, who, who I think is going to be one of the greatest of all time. I agree.
0: And so now let's move to a team Peyton used to play for: the Denver Broncos and Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Kansas City winning this game, twenty-seven to twenty-three. But throughout the night, Mahomes, he, you know, he does finish with three hundred and four yards, but he really had to earn those yards and. Uh, with some pretty great plays. And, you know, Denver defense that was frustrated with its coaching staff with the light and loose coverage when the Chiefs were down to a second and 30 late in the fourth quarter on the drive that Mahomes would lead to win the game. But in the first half and in the third quarter, Denver switched up some schemes. They were making it difficult for Mahomes to pass. And uh, these two teams were neck and neck. And I think a lot of people are surprised by that. I think many... Believe that this would be a blowout, and the Broncos were right there until the very end.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Broncos' defense played well. Um, Patrick Mahomes also did not receive help from his offense um, through the first two and a half quarters. Um, th- uh, the last two drives, the, the offense finally clicked and got things going, but halfway through the third quarter, his, his receivers had six drops, four that were for first downs, and, and one was for a touchdown. And He just, yeah, he, he had to earn every single yard that he had. Um, I think I saw over 120 of his, of his passing yards came outside of the pocket, which is just crazy because a, he wasn't getting protection. B his receivers weren't getting open and they were having some bad drops, but um, yeah, late in the game and you can a credit to uh, give credit to Denver's defense. Of course they played lights out, um, but yeah, near the end of the game, they, they started to click and uh, Patrick Mahomes made some incredible plays. And like you said, on, on second and 30, um, Converting that was just insane. Um, something that Alex Smith would could never do. Never in in my personal opinion. Never in um, that, that rollout with Von Miller chasing him, and he switched the ball to his left Lincoln hand his and left hand. Can yeah gives that five yard pass to Terry Kill for the first down, just to keep the drive going. It's just just crazy, and I, I'm excited.
0: I mean, I know it's four games, and maybe things just turn on their heads, but he is playing as if. The next decade of Chiefs football. Because if he plays like this, he will be a Chief. The Chiefs will do everything they can to re-sign him. He he has the brightest future right now in the NFL. Has a, has a future that looks like just gold. Pure gold. And Chiefs fans couldn't be happier but give credit to Andy Reid because he has turned around the Chiefs. He has come up with some incredible schemes from Mahomes, and he is making them work and now the chiefs have i mean weapons all around we've talked about it before that defense still having issues denver got the ball back with a minute 15 got a sack or keenum was sacked and denver was still one missed target throw away from winning that game case keenum overthrowing Demaryius Thomas, who could have walked into the end zone. So it's not as though Kansas City is a lock, a Super Bowl lock right now. Right, John? I mean, I, I think th- I think this team has a tremendous offense, but there are still some glaring issues this team needs to address. And now I know they want Eric Berry back, but, I mean, their corners just seem lost at times.
1: Yeah, and I agree. I mean, Kendall Fuller is really the only – good corner on the team and of course the safety situation is just just terrible especially with Eric Berry out um which obviously it'll improve when Eric Berry comes back but they desperately need him back and it's not looking like he's going to be back for the within the next few weeks um and it it came out I don't know in the Seahawks game you saw that Earl Thomas broke his leg um it came out after the game or in the past few days that the Chiefs were aggressively trying to trade for him um, because Seattle had lowered their price to just a second-round pick, and apparently it was a done deal, and the, the Chiefs were just trying to clear cap space, and then they would have traded for him probably that week. But Earl Thomas went and, and broke his leg, which just super unfortunate. But at the same time, it shows that the Chiefs, they know their secondary is bad. They know they have problems on defense, and they're, I think they're going to be aggressive with it. I think they'll trade for somebody. They to. Um, and they they have to if they, if they want a chance at the Super Bowl, um, or the defense is just going to have to start playing better. They're going to have to make some changes or, or something. But I I like to I like to read that story that they were actively going after Earl Thomas, and because it it, it makes it, it makes me realize that they know there's an issue on defense and and they want to fix it.
0: Well, and that's the thing too. And if you have a chance, excuse me, of winning a Super Bowl. You will do everything you can to build that roster, even if it means in four years you're going to be saying goodbye to a lot of players. You, it's it's a win now situation, and the great thing about the Chiefs is they have a lot of guys on those rookie contracts: Tyree Kill, right? Yep. Um, Kareem yep. Hunt, Patrick Mahomes, three guys who are going to get paid big for the Chiefs. And so they have the opportunity, and they clear a little space. You get a guy like Earl Thomas, and you are completely in the hunt, not just for an AFC West, but for the Super Bowl. And the Chiefs, I think they're tired. I think it's easy to say that they are tired of losing early on in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, and and I agree. Um, you, you said before, um, to give credit to Andy Reid, how he – how he turned the Chiefs around and um, I just want to touch on that a little bit when the Chiefs were 2-14 um, before Andy Reid came when Andy Reid came into town they traded for Alex Smith and they went 11-5 and the next season so a lot of credit needs to go to Andy Reid um, but I think these playoff struggles I, I don't just want to blame one person and just say it was all Alex Smith's fault but there's times in the game where you need your quarterback. Let's say a play breaks down or whatever, you need your quarterback to, to roll out or you know make make a play, do do something extra to, to get a first down or whatever. And Alex Smith was never that guy. And uh, no. kind of referencing that the Denver game, the Chiefs are down ten in the fourth quarter. For the last five years, there's zero percent chance of winning that game. Right. But then of course you get a you get a playmaker, a quarterback who can. Who can make these these throws outside of the pocket and or when plays break down and it, it increases your chances um, and it sucks to see that the defense be so bad because of course three years ago they they had a top five defense in the league um, but they lost some guys of course and uh, for money situations and in, in trading Marcus Peters this last last off yeah. season and and whatnot. Um, yeah, they just they just need to fix the defense and or trade for some guys and and like you said these guys on the rookie contract, uh, Tyreek Kill, Kareem, Cream Hunt, uh, Patrick Mahomes and then Kendall Fuller and, and Chris Jones, more big names on on the defensive side of the ball. So I think the time's now and um uh, if they can just acquire another big name and and get Eric Berry back healthy and I think that they can make a run at the Super Bowl this year.
0: Definitely need to take advantage of it. Um, and I will say on the other side, for Denver sports as a whole, that Monday was very hard for Denver sports fans. The Denver, the Colorado Rockies losing to the Dodgers, um, and losing a chance at their first ever um, NL West. Um, it would be their first division win for the NL West. And then that night, the Denver Broncos losing heartbreaking fashion um, on a on on a play, a hook and ladder play at the end of the game unable to get it done for Denver, Um, and so it was funny to kind of see the reaction and kind of the woes of Monday night and, of course, Tuesday night was a great turnaround for Colorado fans. The Colorado Rockies shocking the Chicago Cubs at Wrigley. Pop the champagne, baby. And there's my small dose of uh, Colorado's baseball for you. But um, talking about really quickly before we had to break, the guy who was traded, Alex Smith, Washington Redskins. The Redskins are two and one right now, coming off a bye, uh, and they're in a division that's weak. They have Dallas two and two, Philadelphia two and two, and New York one and three. And I say weak because I think Philadelphia will figure it out. I think they will, but I do not think the Giants or Dallas are serious contenders. I think that Dallas could be a nine and seven team at the very end of the day. At the end of the day. But Washington thinks and knows that they are better than uh, both Dallas and Philadelphia, and they are led by none other than Alex Smith.
1: Yeah, and that division has—the Cowboys, for example, lost, obviously, Des Bryant and and Jason Witten, and it it looks like Dak Prescott is struggling because of that. Um, Their offense hasn't really seemed to get anything going. Ezekiel Elliott's having a good year and they've lost some some guys on that incredible offensive line um yeah the Redskins you hate to see it um Alex Smith's not having the best year Uh, they had their bye week this last week so they've only played three games but he only has four touchdowns on the year and in in an interception um hasn't thrown for 300 yards yet in a game um of course they traded away or let Kirk Cousins uh walk away in free agency and went to the Minnesota Vikings. They brought in Alex Smith in, in hopes that he could be the guy to get it done, paid him a lot of money, huge contract, and um, obviously traded away their best corner in, in Kendall Fuller to the Chiefs in, in, as a part of that trade. Um, but, yeah, that that division as a whole is struggling. I think the Eagles will turn it around and win it, but uh, for right now, yeah, that that division as a whole is struggling.
0: Yeah, and I, I really do believe that Washington – I don't think Alex Smith will win that division for him. But the dude is a winner. Like, his track record. Oh, yeah. And he's not going to be the deep ball threat guy that you need to win a Super Bowl. But he's going to win you a lot of football games. Yeah. and, And I think that's huge for Washington. That has been irrelevant for quite some time. And now they have Smith. They bring Adrian Peterson back from the dead, who has looked good in two games, in two of his three games. And so Washington, I I don't think that they're going to win that division, but I do think that they're going to compete. Well, um, there is much more to come here on the First and Goal Show. Um, I'm Scott Ayers with John Schmidt. We're going to head to commercial break, but when we come back, we're going to talk a whole lot more about NFL football. Stay with us. Welcome back to the First and Goal Show. I'm Scott Ayers alongside John Schmidt. And that's our weekly pick'em. And Schmidt once again has uh has kicked my tail. He finishes with eleven and four record. I finished eight and seven. And the three game difference is Kansas City and Denver. It is Indiana versus Houston and the Eagles versus Titans. So three games that went down to the wire. And so now Schmidt has really opened up that lead. We're we're talking big numbers here. Eleven and four. Oh boy. It's uh it's a six it's a six point lead on me, Schmidt, so far, through through two weeks. And so this is where I will turn it around. That's not a guarantee, but it's my belief. Um and but that first game that we will talk about is Indiana versus New England. The Colts taking on the the Patriots, primetime football, Andrew Luck versus Tom Brady. Um in a matchup that a lot of people remember as Gate a few years ago um, between the Patriots and the Colts, and it wouldn't have mattered New England won that game by about 40-plus points on their way to um, another Super Bowl appearance. But Schmidt, the Colts versus the Patriots. Can Andrew Luck get it done?
1: Uh, t- Tom Brady has won seven straight against the Colts, um, but Rob, Rob Gronkowski is questionable um having that short week of course on Thursday I don't I don't think he'll be ready to go so now that Andrew Luck is back and healthy I'm I'm going to go with the Colts on this one uh maybe a hot take
0: no that uh, could pay off it could be a really great payoff I think Andrew Luck being back the Colts are so scrappy and that's why this pick is just it's just non at me However, I think Sony Mikel, the or Michael the Georgia former Georgia running back. Yeah, I uh <laughs> <laughs> The former Georgia running back, um, he he is gonna be some problems for the Colts defense. And so I like New England in this game. Josh Gordon being on this team, I think that I think that the Patriots are gonna get the job done. Well, meanwhile, in this first slate of Sunday games, the Denver Broncos head to New York to face the Jets. Um in a game between two teams that are really struggling right now. The Broncos losing two straight in the Jets. Um I think three straight losses after Sam Darnold came off so hot in week one. Um, and so the Broncos versus the Jets. And personally, I like Denver in this game. I do not think the Jets, um, are really all too talented of a team. However, we'll see because Denver could be feeling that drop off feeling after the close loss to the Kansas city chiefs.
1: Yeah. And Denver's defense looked really good last week against, against Kansas city. Um, I, d- I think they'll get it done against Sam Darnold and, and uh, that jet offense. Um, I think they'll be too much for him to handle. I think the Broncos will improve to three and two, and the Jets will fall to one and four.
0: Well, next we have Tennessee versus Buffalo and the Titans, Red Hot going into Buffalo. Josh Allen had some magic against Minnesota, and he'll need it again against a tough Tennessee defense.
1: Yeah, and uh, the Titans are rolling coming off that uh, that game-winning touchdown against Philadelphia. G- Got to go with Tennessee on this one. The Bills are, in my opinion, the second-worst team in the NFL, so behind the Cardinals. Uh, Got to go with Tennessee on this one. Uh, easy pick.
0: Yeah, I'm also going with Tennessee. I think, John, you said it. This is an easy pick. Buffalo is not very good. And next, Miami at Cincinnati. The Bengals coming up with a huge late win against Atlanta. I think the Bengals are a real threat, and I really like them in this game against Miami.
1: Yeah, their their offense has looked good. Um, of course, A.J. Green having another great season, and then uh, the young playmaker in Tyler Boyd has uh, really stepped up for that offense and, and been the number two guy. Um, they unfortunately lost Tyler Eifert this past week, who uh, broke his ankle again, and is now out for the season, um, which you hate to see. But I still think they have uh, a lot of playmakers on, on offense, and they're getting Joe Mixon back this week, who's been out for the last two or, two or three weeks um, with um, with a knee injury. And, yeah, I think, I think the Bengals will get it done here, uh, especially at home.
0: Baltimore-Cleveland. Cleveland has been close in a lot of games. Baltimore um, has really looked good in their wins against – Denver and Pittsburgh the last two weeks, but now they head to Cleveland, a team that has been oh so close in every week so far this year.
1: Yeah, and uh, believe it or not, this is actually a big game for for that division. The Ravens coming off that win against the Steelers. The Steelers have had uh, a rough start to the season, and of course Pittsburgh has dominated that division for so many years. and the Ravens and Bengals now are, are legitimate threats in the AFC, and the Browns are looking like an above-average team. Um, really big game, and uh, the Browns are at home, and I think I'm going to go with Cleveland on this one.
0: You know what, John? So am I. The Browns should have won last week. The refs really did them absolutely zero favor with a horrible first, no-first-down call. And on top of that, calling a dead ball... On Derek Carr, when it was clear that he fumbled it, it was atrocious. The Browns should be furious, and that team should have a winning record right now. I like Cleveland at home against Baltimore. They should play fired up. Baker Mayfield has looked great so far. He had that interception, but great as in better than any of the other Cleveland quarterbacks we've really seen lead that team for the past decade. Next, Green Bay at Detroit. The Packers finally get back on their winning ways. Meanwhile, Detroit losing a tight one last week. The Lions is kind of a do-or-die time early on in the season because when you dig yourself into that 1-4 and hole, you better have a heck of a football team to come back or else your season looks like it ends before it really started.
1: Yeah, and uh, Detroit lost a close game last week. Um, Heartbreaker came down to a a field goal near the end there, and the Packers won twenty-two to zero over a bad Buffalo Bills team. Um, I, th- I think I got to go with the uh, Green Bay on this one, though. Aaron Rodgers, even though he's uh, still not one hundred percent healthy with that with that knee, um, I think they'll get going to take on the Lions on on the road and, and get this win.
0: Yeah, I, I think the safe pick here are the Packers. I. I For some reason, I think the Lions are going to make this game very, very close. But at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers is going to get it done. Actually, you know what? No. I'm going to take the Lions. I'm going to flip-flop really quick. Packers are the safe pick. But I just keep thinking back to all those times where the Lions have been so close. They've competed so close with the Green Bay Packers and division opponents. I'm going to take Detroit in this one. Maybe I'll regret this on Sunday, but... Right now, why not?
1: I, I think it'll be a close game. Uh this this game could definitely go either way, so I'm I'm not sure that either pick is a, a, is safe, a safe bet. Is a safe I bet agree. But,
0: and uh, you want to talk about a, these next few games that aren't safe bets, first Jacksonville versus Kansas City, a matchup between two of the best in the AFC.
1: Yeah, I mean the Chiefs uh, number one scoring offense versus the number one uh number one defense in, in Jacksonville, it's gonna be should be a close game. It's going to be a tight one. Um, the Ch- we're really going to see the Chiefs' true colors in the next three weeks. Weeks, excuse me, uh, taking on the Jaguars, then the Patriots, and then the Bengals. Um, the Chiefs at home here, I, th- I, I can't pick against them. Um, not only because they're my favorite team, but because they're 4-0 and that, that offense has looked so explosive. I think uh, I think they'll get it done in a tight one. Uh, against Jacksonville
0: you know you might not be able to pick against them but I can and I will I'm gonna take the Jaguars here I think they're gonna see what Denver was able to do in the first two and a half quarters and that Jacksonville defense this is their chance to really prove themselves as the elite defense that Jalen Ramsey so much talks about he will probably be on Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey all game long and he is going to try to smother them and I think that's going to be the difference and on top of that Blake Bortles is not a great quarterback but he is good enough against a bad defense I th- I like Jacksonville in this game
1: yeah it, the matchup between like you said Jalen Ramsey and uh, Tyreek Hills is going to be fun to watch they've been great matchup. they've been kind of coming out and in, in the media and, and saying stuff about it and Jalen Ramsey of course having his him, having his trash talk saying he's going to shut Tyreek down and then Tyreek Hill came back out and said he's not all that great, so it's gonna it's gonna be fun. Uh, it's I, gonna be a fun matchup to watch. I think this game is going to be close. I think
0: Kansas City's gonna score points, but Jacksonville's offense is better than Denver's, and I think that Bortles right now is playing playing better than Keenum, and so this is gonna be tough though on the road. Once without again, without Leonard Fournette, without Leonard Fournette, it's going to be a great game. And and so now Atlanta versus Pittsburgh. Atlanta, two straight weeks of just gut wrenching losses. Pittsburgh, meanwhile, also suffering a tough loss to Baltimore last week. These two teams are reeling just slightly, and both are trying to turn it around.
1: Yeah, uh, like you said, the the Falcons losing another heartbreaking uh, loss last week against the Bengals with that last second. Not last second, but uh, about 10 seconds left on the clock, that Andy Dalton to AJ Green um, touchdown to take the lead. Um, I th- this is going to be another shootout, I think. Both these offenses can can be explosive. Um, not not much defense on uh, with either team here. I think it's going to be another shootout. I think both teams will score 30 plus points. Um, but you know, I like Atlanta in this one. I'll uh I'll take Atlanta without Steelers without Le'Veon Bell James Connor hasn't looked like uh, that good of a running back in the last three weeks. No, uh, he hasn't. He looked solid in Week One, but these last few weeks he's he's struggled and they've struggled to get a run game going. Uh, I think it'll be a tight one, getting be a shootout, but I like Atlanta in this one.
0: I do too. I like the Falcons as well. Um, Atlanta is a good team and they just haven't had the breaks go their way. I think they will against Pittsburgh. Giants versus Carolina, the Panthers. And, uh, John, I'm going to come out and say it. I think the Panthers are going to beat the Giants. I think the Giants' offense is going to struggle once again, and Cam Newton is going to be a very happy man.
1: Yeah, and Carolina's defense is... Uh, still good, and they're coming off the bye week at home with the struggling uh, New York Giants team. I th- I think this is kind of a no-brainer, um, but anything can happen in the NFL. Shouldn't say a no-brainer, but um, I'm gonna go with the Carolina Panthers on this one.
0: Yep, Oakland at uh, the at the Los Angeles Chargers. I say at with just two giant little quotations around it because. Yeah. Any team that goes into Los Angeles is the home team. I just, I don't understand it. The Chargers cannot bring in fans of their own, and I guarantee you, this will be more of a home game for the Raiders than it will be the Chargers.
1: Yeah, I think they're. I would hope that they're now realizing that they made a mistake moving from San Diego to Los Angeles, and I think it's kind of a slap in the face, honestly, to to Chargers fans because st louis rams moving to to los angeles is different because i feel like it's across the country and the markets are kind of different but yeah and
0: st louis was struggling to get attendance and all of that
1: yeah but to move from san diego to los angeles i feel like a lot of fans were unhappy with that decision and i think it's kind of showing every single time they have a home game that the crowd is just filled with um, opposing teams fans and
0: yeah, I believe they're playing at, like, a former soccer field, too, like where a soccer team plays or something of that nature. Yeah,
1: they're, they're waiting for their stadium to – Right. Who are, I believe they're going to share it with the It's a the joint Rams.
0: stadium with the Rams. But Los Angeles, you know, 11 million people live in Los Angeles, but they aren't diehard sports fans. That sounds silly, but look at the Dodgers game 163. Couldn't sell that game out. Are you yeah. kidding me? Yep. They they can't sell out games even for the Rams, and the Rams are one of the best teams, if not the best team in football. Yeah, the um. the fan base in Los Angeles is is mild. Like they have enough people to sell out games, and they they struggle to do it every week. It is it blows my mind. But the market is huge. That's the that's the big difference. I think San Diego sees. Oh wow, we have a giant chance for a massive media market but the problem is they have no fans they have no fans in los angeles
1: yeah and i agree and um i also think that they just have too many teams in california um, that they they can't you can't bring a team in and just expect so many people that already live in los angeles to to start becoming a fan of your team i mean look at green bay for example i mean the packers have sell out almost all if if not all all of their games and the population of Green Bay is 105,000 people, um, so it's it's really not all about that population. I think I think these teams made a mistake in in moving.
0: I I completely agree, and so with that being said, Oakland or or Chargers.
1: Oh, sorry. Um, no, I didn't.
0: I we <laughs> what that don't yeah.
1: Um, Raiders getting their first one of the season last week in overtime. Um San Diego their defense has looked kind of shaky at times but they've played they've played the Rams and Chiefs this this season who are, are arguably the best two teams in football. Right. Um so they are two and two. I I'm going to go with the Chargers on this one. Um even though they're quotations at home. Um I I, th- I yeah, I like San Diego and the Excuse I, me, Los Angeles.
0: Yeah, there. I think the Chargers are a potential wild card team, and so I like the Chargers as well to keep it short. Minnesota at Philadelphia.
1: Man, the Vikings looked good last week against the Rams, uh, losing 31-38, to but that, that game I feel like could have gone either way. Um, they bounced back after a bad loss to the Buffalo Bills the week before. Uh, I, I'm going to go with the Vikings on this one.
0: I am too. I like I like Minnesota, and now Arizona versus San Francisco. I'm going to take Arizona. I think San Francisco has so many injuries at quarterback. Uh, the the rookie uh, Josh Rosen for Arizona is going to get his first NFL r- win. Arizona will not go winless, but they will beat the the depleted San Francisco 49ers.
1: Yeah, I think this game could go either way as well. Um, mainly because both teams are bad. The forty ers of course lost Jimmy Garoppolo for the season. Uh their starting quarterback, which hurt their offense. Um uh, Matt Breed is questionable this week. They're their top running back. Um but you know what, to switch things up, I'll 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 take San Francisco on this one. Like I said, I feel like it could go either way. Both teams are. I think it's going to come down to what team makes more mistakes.
0: Yeah, I I was going to say the exact same thing. And a huge matchup between the Los Angeles Rams and the Seattle Seahawks. The Rams are clicking on all cylinders right now. Meanwhile, Seattle had that win against Dallas two weeks ago. And really, their defense has been has been stout, but they lose Earl Thomas last week for this season. And quite frankly, I don't know if this team can turn it around without yeah, their I, star
1: safety. I agree with everything you said. I mean, not much else to say other than the Rams are playing good football. So I got, I got to go with the Rams on this one.
0: I, uh, I do too. And it's I, an obvious choice. I, I, you know, Seattle survived. They survived. Arizona Cardinals and so I like the Rams now for two more games primetime football Dallas at Houston
1: um yeah Texans is getting their first uh win of the season last week against the Colts um at home Deshaun Watson getting back in his groove I, I like the Texans in this one Cowboys have been struggling um squeaked out some wins against some some bad football teams um I like Houston in this one, I think Deshaun Watson is uh like I said, getting his groove back.
0: Yeah, I like Houston as well. I think that this team is gonna do everything they can to stay in, in the hunt and this is one of those early season matchups that they need to win in order to stay um just kind of relevant. Um, even though I you know, they're they're going to be chasing for a wild card spot considering they have Jacksonville in that division. But I like the Texans as well. And finally Monday night football. The Washington Redskins against the red-hot New Orleans Saints.
1: I gotta go with the Saints on this one. Um, the Saints' defense is is good. They're gonna put up a lot of points. Drew Brees, of of course, has been an absolute machine once again this season. Uh, I think they're gonna be too much for the Redskins' offense to handle. I don't think that offense led by Alex Smith is gonna be able to put up thirty plus points and, and outscore the. The Saints in this one, so I got to go with New Orleans. Well,
0: that makes it easy for me because I take the Saints as well, and that will conclude our third pick 'em. Yeah. We don't have a name for it or a sponsor.
1: <laughs> Not yet.
0: Sponsored by Rick Alloy. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. We have our sponsor for the pick 'em. But now, with just a few minutes left here in the show, um, John, who is who was really your star spotlight player of week 4?
1: Uh, I got to go with Alvin Kamara of the New Orleans Saints. Um that man has been just on fire this year. Um no team has really had an answer for him. I mean, this last week he had 134 yards rushing, three touchdowns and uh 47 receiving yards. He's just been unstoppable and um yeah, I mean, there's, there's not much else to say about it. I, I think he'd by far the best uh best week of any player in the NFL.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I think the guy that really sticks out to me is Andy Dalton of the Cincinnati okay. Bengals yep. being able to go on the road in Atlanta and have a game winning drive with a final touchdown pass late in that game against the Falcons, huge. I mean, who would have thought that Andy Dalton would be able to do that? And I think it's really showing his maturity as a quarterback. The Bengals, who were bad last year, had a really off year. And now they are coming back once again and I think are really going to be a threat because of Andy Dalton. And he showed that against the Atlanta
1: Falcons. Yeah, I think that's a, a solid choice as well. I mean, the Bengals' offense looks good, uh, like we talked about earlier. But uh, I think so, too. Well...
0: John, any final remarks before we say I th- goodbye?
1: I, th- I think I got one One question I want to ask you, it. Scott, before Let's we hear it. Uh, come out. I want to ask your thoughts on the, on the situation. What do you think about the whole Earl Thomas situation, uh, breaking mm-hmm. his leg, and, and while he was getting carted off, he, of course, made the obscene gesture at the Seahawks' sideline. Um, of course, all the drama in, in the offseason and this season with, with his contract and um, the Seahawks waiting so long to trade him and, and not extending him. Um, yeah, what, what do you think about him raising his middle finger towards towards the sideline as he's getting carted off?
0: I mean, I completely understand the frustrations. I He wanted to get paid because now he will probably get a very small contract. And you see it happen in all sports. Look at Isaiah Thomas, for example. He was on the brink of a max contract with the Celtics. Goes to Cleveland. It turns out he has this injury. Gets kind of tossed around. Denver Nuggets signed him to a, a you know the small salary you can give a veteran. And that just shows you these athletes want to get paid because they know if they suffer any sort of injury, their value just drastically decreases.
1: Yeah, and I think a a big part of it too is that they want security. Um, I mean, Earl Thomas, he's going to be thirty years old when he when he's fully healthy. He's twenty nine right now. He's going to be thirty years old next season. What team is is going to want to spend a lot of money and and give him a lot of guaranteed money and um, a big contract to a thirty year old safety that just broke his leg? Granted, he's one of the best in the fo- in the, in the league, if not the best. But um, I mean, yeah, he just lost. A lot of money uh, from this this whole situation and I think he suffered a huge loss in this whole situation but I I also think the Seahawks did Um, like I said Earl Thomas this is this is his last year of his contract and the Seahawks were going to trade him and they were they it came out uh, that they lowered their price to a second round pick they were going to get a second round pick for him for a guy that was going to leave your team anyways um but now, now that he's injured, nothing. no team's going to trade for him, and they get nothing out of the entire situation because they waited so long and they were being so stubborn with their with their asking price.
0: No, and so just that double-edged sword, and it really makes you appreciate that legion of boom that the Seattle Seahawks had at one point um, from about 2013 to 2016-17, but it's pretty much done. And yeah, that that Seattle defense that was so feared by the entire NFL is is gone, and so
1: oh, I believe Bobby Wagner is the, he, the only he's the only player,
0: and and Earl record. Thomas is is there, but he's out for the year, and he will be gone. Yeah, and so what a complete change for the Seattle the Seattle team, and I mean it just shows you the NFL and how it really is a roller coaster. Um and it is a business league.
1: Yep, and that's why these players want security.
0: They do, and that's why Le'Veon Bell is now looking smarter and smarter. And and now with um, Connor struggling in Pittsburgh, it, it's just clear that uh, it, it's clear that he he deserves to get paid. So, um, John, with that. The First and Goal Show, we keep improving. Sometimes we mess up names, but. Yeah, you know what? slide step back.
1: Just, that's just show business.
0: That's the show biz, baby. <laughs> and that's what we get here at the First and Goal Show. Well, for John Schmidt, I'm Scott Harris. We say thank you for listening. Have a great rest of your night. And we say so long for now.